Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Sarah Weldon. She started her first business at age 20 and learned everything through firsthand experience. Quite a mixture of uh, uh, tremendous success combined with failure. She quickly learned the importance of always offering excellent customer service and letting everyone and every employee know how appreciated they are. Sarah started True Finco, and we got introduced through Josh Rhodes um, through Crypto You All. And for me personally, have gone through her program and have been just enthusiastic of understanding capital stacking and everything else. But I think Sarah can talk a little bit more around that and the customer experience. Sarah, thanks for being on the show. How are you? I'm good, Sean. Thanks for having me. So, Sarah, I think right off the bat, um, and, and, and this gives you the platform just to talk about True Finco. But you know, why did you start True Finco? I think is that as well as like what what is True Finco too? I think a lot of listeners would like to know. Yeah. Well, I'll start with what it is, and then I'll get into kind of the crazy story of why I started it. So Dravinko, we consider it to be an all-inclusive finance company, which sounds boring and stuffy, but in reality, it's not. So we offer pretty much every type of funding there is. We really live in the alternative funding space, so we can help a lot of people that don't fit into the traditional box of bank funding, whether it's real estate funding, personal funding, business funding, private investor our goal is to really find a program and be able to help everybody. So that's that's a little bit in a nutshell of, of what we are and what we do. Um, I never intended to start Trufinko. I'll be completely honest with you. So I, yes, I've been an entrepreneur since a very young age and um, about seven years ago, I have, was working for a corporation. I was working for a software company. I had a great job traveling around the world, helping hotels and resorts make a lot of money. And I met a, started dating a, a great guy that actually I, I met on match. And um, he was at the time managing a finance team and he would tell me about it. It sounded interesting, but I thought money, Ugh, I don't want money's stressful. Why would anyone want to work with money? And he would always say, Sarah, you have such a, a, a heart that wants to help people. Like, I really think you'd be good at this. And I'm like, no way. Like that's, that's stressful. I don't want anything to do with money. And he just kind of kept planting that seed. I kept respectfully saying no way. And um, then COVID happened, which I know changed the world for most people. And my amazing job that I was traveling and loved suddenly turned into data entry, which if you know me, that's not at all a good fit for my personality. And so the timing was right. And Rick had actually just, well, he had just started a company with somebody else, a finance company. And they both said, Sarah, let's time, make the, make the leap of faith. And um, so I jumped, I left my secure job and jumped into this finance company. And I knew right away, this was a good fit. Um, however, the partner we were with was not a good fit. And I am somebody that I, I really have to vibe with the people I work with and they need to be similar in, in morals, you know, how they run their business, everything. And, and within a few weeks I knew, yep, this person only cares about money. So I did something I've never done in my whole life. I quit on the spot, which is not me. I normally give like a month notice and, um, Without having the resources, uh, Rick and I decided to start Truvinco and and do it on our own beliefs of really wanting to help people and, and money is the secondary piece. And so 
we started it and we actually used our own funding to start it because we didn't we weren't prepared to start a company and we're like okay we talk all the time about helping people with business credit let's put it into action so borrowed twenty thousand, and here we are today and uh i say that lightly it's been quite a journey we definitely we're, we're busy now, we're, we're so grateful, but in the beginning it was rough. I mean, Rick, Rick was going several times a week to donate plasma to pay the bills. I tried, but I kept fainting, so they kicked me out of that program. Um, but it, it definitely was a, a hard road and, you know, it's, it's, I've learned a lot and now, you know, we definitely are in a very different space than we, where we were in the beginning and we've really kind of differentiated ourselves in the finance world. That's what I've noticed too, is you have a, a knack for the customer experience of understanding where they are, putting yourself in their shoes. But also like mm-hmm. you talk about just even going through your stuff with donating plasma and, and or fainting, um, but that's just temporary. Like hard things just can be temporary in order for things to be that much greater. Right. And, and that's what I kind of saw um, when you were kind of talking in Josh's cohort was just different things of like, here's the opportunity to access capital if you need it. And so my second question is, is how do you, how do you bridge your own experiences, you know, with prospects or customers to deliver even just that more intimacy of understanding where they're coming from and just delivering on that? Yeah, great question. And I think the biggest thing is I, I, I am very transparent. I think a lot of people in my world stand on a pedestal of, I know everything, I'm perfect, my money's great, I'm rich, never made a mistake. I'm the total opposite. I have no problem, you know, sharing. I haven't had great credit. I'm still in credit repair and I see how amazing it works. I am in a business credit builder program. You know, I, I see all these pieces. So everything that I help clients with or encourage them to look into or do, I've done myself, which I think is really important because then it allows me to experience the process, but also it helps me understand what they're going through. So I'll talk to a client and they'll be so embarrassed to tell me their credit is, you know, 500 and I'm like, totally okay. I've been there. Your credit score isn't a reflection of who you are as a person. It's a reflection of a period of time in your life. And so I think it just helps people take what could be a very stressful situation because none of us love talking about money and borrowing money and it just helps them feel more at ease when I'm able to say you know what a few years ago I was in the 500s due to an amazing divorce and it puts them at ease and they're like okay this person actually gets it I feel comfortable with what she's telling me because she's not just trying to push something on me that she knows nothing about so that's really been a successful piece for me. And I think it's something people really, really relate to uh, when working with me. Well, you hit it on the head that right in just one sentence is credit scores is not a reflection of who you are, but a a period in your life. And just kind of looking at our lives, like we like typically live to seventies, eighties, maybe we'll be a centurion of in the hundreds. Um, But things can be easily repaired in a couple years or like maybe two or three years. Yep. And that's just a snapshot and it could, it, it could happen once, it could happen multiple times throughout your life, but it's, it's just the same thing with, you see, you know, NFL players with injuries that they might have an injury and they have to the rest and they have to recalibrate, you know, what makes them, 
you know, successful or they had to realign of who they are or, or, or multimillionaires that were like, yeah, I lost everything. And then I learned from that not to do the same mistake and to then make more money um, and be more successful at that. Mm-hmm. If money is a determinant of success, if that's what you're, you're going for, but money just helps with the operations. It helps with a lot of things. But so my last question is, is that the, you, you've mentioned a lot of people in the space um, that are in the pedestal. Um, they kind of talk about things. They're kind of in their ivory towers of things kind of going on. But I, from my experience, like I loved your transparency, like right off the bat, this is where I've been. This is what's happened. But more so, can you kind of go a little bit deeper on how you differentiate your services um, from from your competitors? Absolutely. Well, biggest thing to start with, I'm in a hard industry. You know, people in this industry have a reputation of being, you know, scammers, liars, cheats. So I'm already fighting an uphill battle with people. So I think what we do that really differentiates ourselves, A, we're extremely transparent. Everyone that works with me, for me, is very transparent on who they are and and what they're about, which I think is a great starting point. But really what makes us different is we get to know the person. We get to know their story. Um, I think when you go to most banks or any other lenders, it's firing off some questions. Here's what you need. They don't bother explaining it. They might use some big fancy terms that leave you feeling scared and intimidated, but you're too embarrassed to ask what it is. We don't do that. I love hearing people's stories. I'm notorious. I'm always running late because I spend too much time, you know, getting to know the person, the story, and really diving in of how I can help you because To be honest, that's what fuels me. I love hearing people's stories, what their ambitions are, their dreams, their struggles. I love hearing that. It just encourages me to keep doing what I'm doing. And, you know, we're human. And I think that's the biggest thing. We put the human side in lending, which everybody fails to do. They really do. And, you know, one thing I really have have gotten, I don't want to say good at, because that sounds strange, but one thing I've found to be effective is, I didn't know a thing about finance and I'm honest about that. Like I wasn't, I didn't go to Harvard and get a degree in this. I learned from experience and I was the person when I dove into this world, I didn't know anything. I I hate to admit it, but I thought a bridge loan was literally to build bridges. And I was like, how are all these people building bridges? But then I, I was also the person that wasn't embarrassed. All my lenders, I would just pound them with questions and they were, I mean, I was kind and respectful. I was annoying and they, they taught me and I understand things. I need things to be explained in a simplistic way. If you throw a bunch of big words at me, I'm going to go, how does that make sense? That makes no sense. Explain it to me on a very basic level. So I take all that and I, I will say, I think I'm very knowledgeable now in the alternative lending space. I explain it to people, whether it's on my social media platforms or on phone calls, I explain it in a way that they can understand. And they leave the call going, gosh, Sarah, I don't know how you did that, but in that short period of time, you explained something to me that I've been struggling to grasp for years because most people out there, they'll give you a little teaser, but they won't give you the full story or they'll, they'll use all these big fancy words and terms because they want to sound amazing. It, it backfires and it doesn't help people at all. So I think that's the biggest thing. We're, hu- we, we're human. <laughs> we have that element, but we also really explain things on a, on a very basic level so that People don't feel intimidated, so they're not led into funding programs blindly because that's the biggest mistake, and that's what a lot of people do. 
we really want them to understand what they're doing, what that's going to look like, and how that's going to benefit them. I can be I can be a testament to that. I mean, when I walked through things and kind of understood what you did and, and kind of the process, each each step of the way, I'm like, well, how does this affect this? How does this affect my credit score? How does this this is it, is this a hard hit on my on my credit? And they're like, no, this is like this. And then here's the information because I mean, you're you're giving your some vital information in order to access more capital and different things. So there there has to be a level of sensitivity as well as. I think, I think your tagline for true Finco, you literally put it like put the human side into lending because everybody, everything is so transactional these days. It's just like, Hey, here's this money to here to do access this in order to get the bridge loan in order to like have this capital to do this. Um, but then sometimes you're like, what are, what are bridge loans? Like, Oh, is it making bridges? Like what's going on here? Like, and <laughs> right. so people just don't know. Um, they don't know what they don't know. It's like, um, you know, I talked to somebody who was in the healthcare field and, a lot of doctors are, you know, a lot of doctors and healthcare professionals are put into business situations where they never were taught that. And so the way they were, they were taught healthcare, they learned that like, you can't learn everything in a lifetime. You, you sure try to, but it's, it's leveraging, you know, other people's insights and you, and you did a wonderful job of like, you know what, I'm just going to ask questions and get more information out of this and try to vet the right people mm -hmm. who, if the people who are going to give me the information that are not going to gate the information, those are the people that I want to work with. Um, so no more grilling questions here, but do you have a, like some story? I, I'm sure you have fantastic stories to sh share in the sense of, I mean, you've been late to meetings, which, you know, who hasn't, but you have a legit reason of like, you love to hear people's stories. So do you have any stories that, um, you know, this is the floor for the stories. <laughs> yeah. Y you know, some of the stories that, that really stick with me, um, we actually, you know, kind of were in starting Trufinco in the thick of COVID. And a lot of business owners were in a very bad place. They were, they had no staff, they were closed, you know, banks certainly weren't going to give them a business loan. And so we got a lot of business owners that would call us and, and literally would cry. They're like, you know, Sarah, I, I'm about to lose my business. I don't know how to pay these bills. What am I going to do? And thankfully, a lot of these business owners had not yet tanked their personal credit. So we were able to get them into capital stacking, which didn't, you know, was perfect for business owners that don't have any revenue and, you know, getting them significant amount of money, you know, at, at sometimes up to 150,000 and being able to, I mean, essentially, I don't want to say save their life, but, but really save them. It, it was the most powerful thing for me. And, and it was a good thing that I did that in the beginning because I was like, holy cow, if I can do this for people, this is better than, than any, anything I could ever possibly do. And I mean, it, it was powerful. It really was amazing to just feel like I am changing the trajectory of someone's life and keeping them from absolute desperation and destruction. Um, so those were really some powerful stories. Um, you know, other ones have just been people that have been so amazed by what I'm able to help them do. You know, everybody sits on the sidelines and hears people talking about real estate investing or even crypto, and they think, well, how the heck am I ever going to get into that? I have a nine to five. I don't have a bunch of money saved up. That's just for the really smart or the really rich. And we get on a call and I dive into their situation and they realize, okay, I can buy some 
investment properties. You can help me with, you know, the down payment. You can help me with the funding. Wait a second. Who are you? And, and it's been just amazing to give them this whole new avenue of income so that they feel like I can do what everyone else is doing. I can get ahead in life. I don't have to rely on my nine to five. I can do this for myself because I think at the core of most of us, we want to be in charge of our own futures and we want to be the one that, that does the steps to get us somewhere. We don't want to rely on our employer and, you know, being able to help people that and giving them that realization, there's no amount of money you could pay me that, that, that would equal that. Like it's, it's just, it's amazing. And I, I just, I love, I love being in that position to be able to offer that to people. No, I, and I love your perspective on that because yeah. there, there's a lot of people in nine to fives that they're, they're pinching pennies, they're moving on, they might have a bunch of kids, you mm -hmm. know, you don't know what their financial state is. And it's like, hey, how can I just, you know, get a little bit ahead and have a little bit of funding or money or savings or whatever to start the, start the snowball, of like whatever, you know, you know, what Dave Ramsey or all these other financial people are talking about. Mm -hmm. But it's like how to get there, the actual advice. And that's why I started this podcast. Like there's everybody who's like talking about the list. This is what you do. This is how you do it. But essentially it was just like, how do you just start? step one yes. and then then the step two and then just make little actions have constant like constant communication and those steps and that mm -hmm. and that's what i really appreciate about you is like you're like here's the email here's the thing like like it doesn't take much to have to answer an email or to answer somebody's question right or to to provide relief in the sense if they're stressed you know pick up the phone hey let's walk through this because i want to make sure that you're sleeping well at night and you're not stressing about this. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I feel like it's, it's dividends. Like when you, and not just money dividends, but um, trust dividends where if people are like, Hey, you know, you helped me out. Can you help somebody else out? Or, Hey, you helped me out. And, mm -hmm. and now I want to do more funding. It's more so of starting out and setting those constructs. And, and but you're also creating stories along the way, which is kind of a beautiful thing. It's almost kind of like those um, 1950s or 60s movies or, um, oh my gosh, um, the one of the early Christmas movies, I forget, I'm forgetting, I'm blanking on the name, I should remember it, uh, A Wonderful Life, where he was just giving out like little yeah. money and then everybody came back and they're like, oh, you need help? But he, but that was the thing, he, he was too, his character was too prideful to ask for help. Mm -hmm. and to rely on other people. He wanted to take care of other people, but sometimes we need help. And so Sarah, like, I, I love what you're doing. It's very inspiring. And, and, and your approach is even more inspiring. So, but more so this is part of the episode too, is more about you is we've got a, a good sense, I think in this episode of why you do what you do, but if you want to explain it, you know, you know, in the sense of a day in day out, as well as, um, what you do is for hobby and health, just to kind of recharge and, you know, anything that listeners can, it might be mundane to you, but it might be inspiring to somebody else in the sense of like, Oh, I've never thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. No. And, and that's, that's a big one. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't usually admit this. I, I'm an, I'm an introvert. And so my job is not at all. Like what I do is very, having to step outside what I am. And so by the end of the day, I'm not going to lie, I I do need to recharge. And 
so I have a little bit of a unique life um, that most people are not aware of, but I, I actually live on a farm. Um, not a huge farm, about eight acres, and we have some incredible animals. Uh, we raise Highland cows. They're the fuzzy ones with the big horns. We've got many donkeys. You name it, we've got it. And for me, I start my day with them. I go out and I feed the animals, and it just puts me in just the right place. I, there's something so healing and amazing about animals. Plus, they don't talk to me, so I don't have to have real conversations. So it's it's good for that introvert part of me. You know, I just get out there. I enjoy them. I enjoy nature. So I start the day really well. Um, I think it puts me in a good space. And I notice, like, if, if, if I skip that, if for something like I have to go somewhere at 7 in the morning, my day is, is off if I don't get that. And then at the end of the day, whew, I get out there and I, you know, some, some nights, if it's, if it's the weekend, you know, we'll go sit outside. I always call it cocktails and cows. We'll sit and have a glass of wine and, you know, brush the cows or whatever it might be. But for me, the end of the day, that is just, it's so amazing what it does. Cause I, I could have the worst day, stressful, busy, uh, I go out there and it just, it all melts away. And I just, it's priceless. It really is. And I love it. Um, and I, you know, I work from home and I have a great big window that looks out on our pasture and sounds silly. I spend a lot of my day, I'm on my phone calls because nobody usually sees me and I'm looking out the window I'm watching the cows or the donkeys or the mamas, you know, kissing their babies. And it just helps me keep that stress level down. And, um, because it's, it's been a learning process. I'll be honest. Yes, I've, I've owned businesses before. This one is the most intense. Um, I, I just really try to never disappoint people and I, I'm very responsive and, and that does come a price. I do sometimes overwork myself, just trying to take care of everyone's needs, answer every email and, and it's taken a toll on me. I won't lie. There's been times where I'm like, I love what I'm doing, but it's, it's coming at the risk of my health. Like I'm getting anxiety that I've never had before. My sleep isn't great. You know, this isn't, it's great that I'm helping people, but I'm not putting anything back in. And eventually that, that is going to run out and it's going to bite me and I'm not going to be able to help people. So I've really had to learn boundaries for one, which is hard for me because I want to help everybody. So boundaries has been big, um, but, but also finding ways even throughout my day to, to calm down, have a few moments of peace, whether it's just running outside for 15 minutes, gathering eggs and holding a chicken or, you know, do, <laughs> getting on the floor of my office and doing some yoga for a few minutes. You know, it, it's, it's been a lot and some days it's hard and, and, and my partner's great. He'll be like, Sarah, you got to get out of your head for a second. Go, you know, do some yoga, get outside because I am very, when I get in my work mode, I'm just like, and it, it's not, it's not good for me. It's not good for anybody, honestly. Um, but I, it, it's been, I, I'll be honest. I've learned a lot through the process and I've, I've really learned, you know, it's okay. Sometimes you can't help everyone every moment. Like sometimes it's okay to say, you know what? I'll get to this tomorrow, um, I, <laughs> which is hard for me because I feel like I'm somehow failing people if I don't take care of everything all the time. And, um, you know, that's not a, that's not a healthy mentality at all. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think I'm, 
I'm a work in progress, but I definitely feel like I'm, I'm on the right path and I've, I've definitely learned, you know, what's really important and what will help be, be even more effective at helping people and, and running a business. So that's awareness. That's awareness piece. is the, awareness is the biggest part of that. I mean, you, you hit mm -hmm. upon it. Like a lot of people, sometimes they're not even aware Then at the end, they're like, why am I feeling this way? Um, Sarah, thank you so much for talking about True Finco and your very um, tied in customer experience uh, from your own experiences within that, but also learning from other people's stories and, and being able to share those of how you've impacted and you have changed lives. Um, and also just sharing about yourself. Like I would never have known that you were an introvert. I would have never have known that you lived <laughs> on a farm um, based upon the video and everything too. But that's, but that's a wonderful thing because nature and that kind of stuff has a healing process uh, for us when we're in states of anxiety or, you know, a lot of things are going on in our minds. So thank you so much for like walking through this as well as just putting the human side into lending. Um, and I really appreciate this episode. Thank you for being on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. And to all the Converge Coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap. 